All right, so we're gonna kick off our show with our first big segment here. We're gonna be doing another segment of American Made, which is our conversational corner on the effect of American policy on American business. So our topic this time around is a look at the minimum wage. Um, basically raising it to $15 an hour and what that effect could be on small businesses. Um, why are we talking about this? Uh, well, from a policy perspective, in mid-July, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill to raise the minimum wage to $15 by 2025. Right. I also found an op-ed specifically on this minimum wage increase and the effect on small businesses and the role of small businesses. So I was just kind of inspired to throw this together. So again, in mid-July, House of Reps passed a bill to raise the minimum wage to 15 by 2025, which would then index further hikes to medium, uh, median wage growth mm-hmm. and would phase out lower minimum wages for tipped workers. So overall wages would increase. Okay. Um, and it's a complex issue. It really deserves like a 30-minute conversation with expert opinions, but we're going to try to give you all the meat of the conversation. So how do the people feel about this? Right. A recent Hill-Harris X poll found more than half of registered voters support a $15 minimum wage. A more recent Pew Research poll found two-thirds of American adults in general are in favor of a $15 minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So... There is a plurality or a majority of people that like this. It's a clearly popular position. Economists, however, their opinions vary dramatically in general. Obviously, economists are all over the spectrum, but especially on how this minimum wage increase will affect businesses, it's a really varied uh, spectrum of opinions. So some are totally for it. There's a dedicated page on the Economic Policy Institute website that I think all of y'all should check out, and it has a running list of economists from across the country that sign on to support this recent House bill. What they're arguing is that this will lift wages of almost 40 million low-wage workers, and the vast majority of the benefiting workers will be adults in working families who work at least 20 hours a week and need this income to survive, to make it. What are their thoughts on the overall economic effect? They think lower wage workers will spend a good portion of their additional earnings in general, that this is just a trend among lower wage earners. They spend more. They don't save as much. So what does this mean? A higher minimum wage will stimulate consumer demand, and that will lead to, in turn, job growth. So they're seeing a positive long-term effect. And that even if aggregate work hours decrease because of the hike, that the pay boost could still have plenty of workers break even if not come out ahead. Though, this is something all economists do agree on, some jobs would disappear. Yeah. You will see jobs probably go away. Where they differ is how drastic that would be. Um, But the economists that are for this, um, and there are a few at the University of California, Berkeley, that released a study recently, they said there's no evidence that there is a substantial uh, change in unemployment because of a wage hike as high as 15 by 2024, 2025. So that's the pro side. Now we uh, have other economists that disagree and they disagree hard. There are many studies, including a March 2019 study from the Employment Policies Institute that came back with pretty stark results saying, um, well, first, the economists measured in this poll were primarily focused on labor. They were academically employed. uh, So they work for a university and they've worked in econ for over 20 years. So we have some of the more tried and true economists speaking out against this raise. They think 
that the minimum wage should be less than 15%. 88% of them think that. 74% think that it, it shouldn't be 15 at all, not even close. They oppose raising it. Uh, why? One of their points is that they think higher minimum wage will make employers ignore the least skilled employees. So they think it might actually have the opposite effect hmm. of helping lower wage workers okay. because $15 an hour, employers will want to um, hire people with more skill or more experience because now these supposed entry-level positions have a higher benchmark. And they also think because of this, poverty might actually go up and that it would lead to decreases in employment, not just for adults, but for youth and just it would decrease the number of jobs available. Okay, that's what economists think. What about right. businesses and business owners? Specifically, this is what I'm curious about. Yeah, specifically small businesses. Opinions are also kind of varied. Uh, there was an independent survey of 500 small business owners across the U.S., and they found that though a high minimum wage would cut their bottom line and would create some strain on profits and in turn kind of restrict them from hiring more people, about a third... A solid third of small businesses said that in the long run, an increase in income will benefit their employees and their companies. Hmm. Why? They think it would increase retention, it would boost productivity, and in turn reduce turnover and recruitment costs, which especially for small businesses can be um, really painful costs. Yeah. Um, business owners in states like Washington, New York, in Washington, D.C., they agree with this. Um, the op-ed that originally sparked me wanting to do this segment was written by Alfredo Ortiz. He's the president and CEO of the Job Creators Network, and his opinion was a little more dissenting. He said he doesn't think a one-size-fits-all wage is the best way to address the wage gap in poverty, and he thinks it should instead be regional and should be more in accordance with the cost of living. Yeah. So, final thoughts on this. Um, you know... E economics is a lot of theory, mm -hmm. for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And so looking at what economists think, I think you got to take all of them with a grain of salt because naturally their opinions are going to vary on the spectrum and you're going to see a lot of people supporting both camps here. Um, but, you know, we've seen businesses survive and thrive with this boost in other states. We'll look to Seattle, for example, in Washington. Uh, they have a $16 minimum wage for large employers Eh, large employers, excuse me, and $15 for everyone else. And then if you provide a certain level of quality medical benefits or employee tips, you could dip that down to 12 an hour. Um, a lot of people were saying this was going to destroy Seattle's small restaurant or just restaurant industry in general. Sure. Um, a lot of Seattle restaurateurs threatened to leave the city because of this hike. Mm -hmm. Well, the hike went through and no one ended up really leaving. Uh, instead, uh, I mean, a lot of policymakers are saying that you're seeing dozens of new restaurants open monthly. So Interesting. Seattle's one use case. It's a microcosm. You can't apply it to the rest of the country per se, but it's interesting to see that when it does get implemented, it seems like the market can adapt. And even McDonald's, now McDonald's is not a small business, but mm -hmm. McDonald's increased their minimum wage and they invested in employee education. They saw higher employee retention and increase in productivity. Really, I, I think the main issue with this is that it is a layered issue. And you can't just raise the minimum wage without also addressing other things that affect the small business owner or the the worker in general. Right. I mean, I think if we're talking what is going to keep jobs here, um, if a hike in the minimum wage might reduce some of those jobs, well, what would help counteract this? More American-made manufacturing, mm -hmm. finding ways to increase trade 
within the United States and I mean keep trade here, you know, not outsource our labor to uh, lower wage countries. It's it's kind of the stacked issue that you can't address alone. I think oftentimes it gets looked at in a bubble. Um, and I think if we really want to address how this would affect the worker, we need to build on it with other issues as well. I think that's a good point. Uh, I think that there is certainly a case to be made that, oh, hey, you improve the quality of life for somebody if you raise the amount of money they make. Right. I think there's also an argument to be made that it's not the government's business to tell a business whether you know what they should pay their employees, Right. that the market should be able to uh, decide that. So I think there's good arguments on both sides, um, and we'll see kind of where lawmakers and where businesses fall on it. Yeah. I mean, really, with this bill now, we're just waiting to see what the Senate's going to do with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's just going to get striked down, or if it makes it to the president, he might veto it. So we'll see. The, uh, this conversation has been going for a while, and more and more economists are starting to kind of flip their decisions. It used to be pretty overwhelming that, no, this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see more and more think, well, I think there is a case to be said here for why we need to raise the minimum wage and how it would affect our working class. So I think we just got to sit tight, keep seeing how this rolls out, and we're probably going to do another segment on this if anything becomes concrete. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com.